You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. A long, long time ago, the tiny kingdom of Weyland was at war. With the kingdom on the brink of destruction, the king turned to a great demonic general in a final act of desperation. With the help of the demon, Weyland was able to turn the tide of battle and repel the invaders. But when it came time to pay the debt owed to the demon, to relinquish control and swear fealty, the king and his royal order of mages used three powerful soul stones to imprison him. As the years went by, the story of the king and the demon general faded into legend. But even now, an evil cult is meeting in the shadows and hatching a plan to resurrect the demon and bring the kingdom of Waylon to ruin. Nice. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the punch section. That was the best reaction. That was so good. Nice. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the poncho section. Today, we are playing Dungeons and Dragons. This is the poncho section's Dungeons and Ducklings. And we have two awesome guests. One, Dan Visentainer, who is playing one of the characters with us on our team. And the one and only Eric Greenop, who will be our Dungeon Master. He is live in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Right now. Yes. Coming in. Yes, this is the longest distance Dungeons and Dragons I've ever played. Yeah, we're making history making here. Making history. This is cool. So yeah, let's go through yeah. real quick a uh, little little brief uh, overview of because I mean this is I'm a I'm a virgin. Me for, too. I think we we're uh, no, but Dan, you said you've played before. Yeah, I played like half a session. So let's say I've never played. So before. okay, so it's <laughs> okay. like half half a virgin, I guess. All mm-hmm. right, so it happened. Yeah, yeah. My so Mike. Briefly, so my character's name is Ethuf Incorporated. I am a barbarian level one. Race is a rock gnome, and that, I think that's I think that's all I'm gonna say, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Let's. And Dan, let's go to Dan. Character. My character's name is Bob Vizzini. My class and level it says Life Domain Cleric One. My race is a standard human. My alignment is lawful neutral. Back to you, Mike. Excellent. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't say my alignment. Oh, what's your chaotic alignment? good? Ah, chaotic good. Excellent. So take that as you will. All right. And Done. finally, my character's name is Grinock, and I'm a half orc. I'm a wizard, and I'm chaotic neutral. Yeah, we both got. There's some chaos. Some chaos in this group. Yeah. All right. So that was a nice little. Um, I, I kind of want to set the picture for where or when this this adventure is going to take place. But let me tell you a little bit more about. Where The Kingdom of Weyland is a pretty peaceful one. It's tucked away neatly between the Jondenvor Mountains and the Misty Sea. Oh, I've been there before. Weyland, <laughs> Weyland is a small kingdom known for its many old-growth forests, rich amber ales, and its colorful residents. The northern and western borders kind of face an expansive ocean. So this is like, you know, we're not landlocked. We're kind of like on the, the border of this continent. To the south, the Elder Growth Forest uh, serves as the border between Wayland and the neighboring kingdom of Brian May. Of Brian May. <laughs> to the east. <laughs> <laughs> 
to the east, the mighty uh, John Denver mountain range <laughs> divides Wayland and Helm. Wayland and Helm, though, though the, those borders are constantly, uh, you know, disputed. There's many beautiful rivers and streams that run through Wayland, uh, with many quaint and villages and towns. But there are three major cities: Hendrifts, Elton and Klingengarden. Uh, and they kind of serve as the cultural hubs of Wayland. Hendrifts is a port city to the west. It's near the Great Lighthouse. The century located Elton is the capital city, and that's where like the government and its employees, ambassadors, all the important people live. Makes sense. And Klingengarden is the youngest of the three cities, and it's, uh, it's growing near the John Denver Mountains, uh, where enterprising prospectors mine for iron, copper, and other precious metals. And there's, I forgot to mention the John Denver Mountains, there's a really big mountain called Mother Mountain. Ah. Within or Mountain w- Mama, as the locals call it. <laughs> Within the John Denver Mountains. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but our journey is starting in the northeast in a small village called Eagleton, where three unlikely companions are about to embark on a journey that decides the fate of the world. Isn't this lovely? This is, I mean, this is really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm like shaking with anticipation. And we don't we don't know each other. We're unlikely. No. So <laughs> how how are y'all gonna meet up? That's gonna be interesting. So so let's see. This starts with a a horse drawn carriage. There's a it's a old farmer man kind of you know driving this this horse drawn carriage carrying some hay and in the back uh, is sleeping a little stone gnome a rock gnome named uh, Ethuf. Yep. And uh, you know, it's kind of sleepy. You know, the the rhythm of the the cart over the the dirt road is kind of like lulls you to sleep. But the old man kind of speaks up, and it catches your attention. He says, uh, "Well, here we are. Here's Eagleton. Oh, what uh, what what business brings you out this way? Kind of far for a, a rock gnome like yourself." Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little confused because I'm not sure what year this is. I've. Uh, <laughs> I've been asleep for quite some time, and uh, oh, you've not been asleep for that long. It's only been what, sixteen hours? <sighs> That's nothing. I blacked out, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I've been. Well, if you remember, I, you helped me out with f- fighting off those, uh, those nasty highwaymen that were trying to rob me. You just happened to come along at the right time. Oh yeah. You, you put, you, you put short work to them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I used my. Uh, my barbarianness, my uh, my chaotic, my chaotic good, you're, if you will. <laughs> your your known barbarian strength, and you know I, I gave you offered you a, a sip of whiskey in 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 uh, return, and maybe that explains that's, the blackout. I mean, that's that's I am a gnome, so one sip of whiskey is gonna is gonna it's gonna make make for a pretty good night. <laughs> pretty, right, I'm pretty right. for. I'm pretty a uh, pretty smart guy, but when it comes to the whiskey, it can uh, really lower my inhibitions. So you'll have to forgive me. Well, uh, well, Eagleton is is my last stop here. I'm you know, I'm bringing back the the hay from from the north, and I'm just gonna kind of stay with my family for a bit. So you know, I lo- I enjoyed having you you know sleep in the back of my cart, but I guess this is where uh, we're gonna part ways. Well, I really appreciate your friendship and your <laughs> kindness, and I. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I hope you have a, a great great time with your family. <laughs> Thank you. If uh, if you're looking for stuff to do, uh, you know the um the what do you call it? the the marketplace. You can find many many interesting things there. I, you should definitely check out the shop Arcane Antiquities. Yes, yes. My my niece Esther runs the place, and you know, she's got many magical things. 
things that maybe a rock gnome like you could use. I, Hope you stomach a little bit more of that whiskey. Yeah, I think I, I think I'll need that. I'll have to look out for Esther. All right, well, <laughs> you take care now. Oh, you as well. I really, I really appreciate this and all the good advice you've given me. And I'm glad I can start to piece, piece together, piece my night back together a little bit, piece by piece. Well, well you take care. And with that, Ethuf kind of, you know, you climb out of the, the cart and you are standing at the center of Eagleton. All right. There's a, a well and, you know, the, the world is your oyster. I think right now Ethuf is just sitting and drinking from the well and trying to wonder, piece, <laughs> piece together. Well, he knows one thing he has to do. Get rid of the hangover? Well, no. He, you know what? He's not hungover. He's just, oh. he's... He's blacked just out. Just a little stoned? He No, he blacked out, but he doesn't. He surprisingly doesn't have a hangover because, right. believe it or not, rock gnomes don't get hangovers. That's good to know. They're, That's a useful they, thing. They, to... they know to drink a lot of water <laughs> to, uh, to keep themselves hydrated. <laughs> the more you it's know. A, it's a natural instinct. <laughs> so now, now we're going to shift to the, the inn in one of the rooms. Uh, it's, it's morning time. Uh, Ethu just also came in pretty early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but the, the sun's coming in and shining through this window, and it the sunlight, it it wakes up Bob Vizzini, a, uh, a tax lawyer from New Jersey who, who somehow is a little confused, wakes up. Th- this, is not, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> it's one of those kind of situations. What's it like? Oh, geez. Oh, God. That's actually what my character so, is saying right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Bob, you're kind of startled you the, the, your, the surroundings are something completely unfamiliar familiar to you and you know it's, it's a it's a lovely little room in this end you know even for all this anxiety and panic that you're going through you, you just like oh, this is you know pretty nicely decorated the bed was fairly comfy you know my back doesn't hurt so that must be a good thing and you go out the door into the hallway and you see see an, the, a woman that you can only presume is like she's kind of dressed like a like an innkeeper, so she must be an innkeeper. If I may ask, is this woman also a human? Yes, this woman is also human. Got it. Because if she wasn't, I feel like that would just bring on more anxiety and panic. Um, anyway, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to ask her in character. Excuse me. Excuse me, Miss. Where am I? You, you're. You're. A, you're. An, um. You. You don't remember, do you? No, I don't. Please. What what happened last night, sir? You you've been staying here at the at the God. I didn't even think a name for this place. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm not gonna think it on my feet. You've been sitting at the at the twirling vine for nearly two weeks. Two weeks. I think you're having the same yeah. problems as uh, <laughs> as Ethuf over here. But I haven't met Ethuf yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm speaking I'm speaking outside. It's, that's now. Ethan. <laughs> Ethan, <laughs> spe- I gotta speak more in character. Yes, but I'm speaking outside as an onlooker, if you will. Interesting. I've been here. I've been here for two weeks. What 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 was I doing this whole time? I don't remember any of this. Well, you know, I I I, I don't really make it a point to to know uh, our patrons' business, but you know, usually, you know, you're out for you know, long, long stretches of the day and come back at night and you're usually looking a little worse for wear. It looks like you get in fights. That's... Know, do you have like an adventuring side of you that you don't know? Or are you like a treasure hunter or something? Oh man, I wish. Huh? Do you think there's anybody else around here who might be able to tell me more about what's going on? 
Well, you know, um, I, I noticed that sometimes the way that, you know, that this cloak that you wear, it looks kind of like a uh, like a priest's cloak. So maybe you might want to talk to, uh, you know, the, the head priest over at the church. He might know more about your story, but I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm usually only here in the mornings, you know, swapping out sheets and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Well, well, that's something. Thank you very much. I'll do that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, <laughs> um, obviously that's the next step. Um, I will, I will make my way to the church and talk to the priest there. Yeah, so you, you leave the tavern and it's just a, a world that you like, you've never seen before. You know, there's mostly humans, but you know, every once in a while you see like a really short one and, uh, with like big furry feet. And sometimes you see, uh, people with like pointed ears and, you know, greenish skin, not too many. You could tell that this is a fairly small village. But uh, no one's really giving you, like, weird looks, which is kind of odd. You know, a few people even, like, give you the, the you know, tip of the hat, like a good morning, like, like they know you. You know, I really want to ask. Uh, I'm contemplating. It's, it's just that I want to ask them, who am I? But I don't, I don't want to come off as weird or creepy in this world that I don't know. Yeah, and especially in a, in a small village like this, you know, word could travel quickly. This, this feels like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a, you know, small town girl. Living in a lonely world. I knew it. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> but I think, I think I need some time to myself. I think I need a moment. I'm going to go sit down at that well. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I see what he's doing there. What could happen? So Vizzini walks over to the well where he sees bent over the well, like barely <laughs> holding on by his toes, is a small little, little gnomish man. Just like just gulping down water like it's n like no one's business like you've never seen before and he uh, he pops up for like a breath of air and that's when he notices the the gnome notices this this confused looking man coming closer to the well hello friend have you tried the well water it's <laughs> it's delight it's delightful i no no i haven't but that's that's the least of my concerns at the moment do you do I know you? Do you know me? I, I have no idea what any of this is. Well, I'd like to say that we've never met, but recent events have transpired, and I can't seem to remember what I was doing last night. So it's well, that possible. Makes two of us. Yeah. So it's possible we might have met under under some sort of influence. Although all I've had is a, is a little bit of whiskey, but that's neither here nor there. I think I'll have some of that well water. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> I think bonding over a, a cup of well water, huh? I think I, I think you will. I don't know why I'm speaking like this. I think you will enjoy. It's just what Tulu, uh, whatever. Yeah. It sounds like that is true. Yeah. I think uh, I think this will clear you up a little bit. It's cleared my head. So please have some of this well water. I don't know why I'm share. This is not mine. It's not mine to share. But I think you should. I'm just merely some suggesting of the it. Some townsfolk uh, that are, you know, kind of doing business are, are sort of making some weird glances at, at this, this bizarre scene of of a gnome trying to like give like handfuls of water to, <laughs> <laughs> to this bewildered man. Well, once you get some water, I think you should go in and try and get the water yourself instead of me handing this to you. I don't think this is a very successful <laughs> mode of transport. Once, once you do that, then we will go on to, we will make our next move if you want to go on this journey together. That, that's the trigger, isn't it? Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you two are kind of kind of relating, like just not understanding what's going on, and you're, you're bonding over some well water. Right. And while this is happening, there is a, a bit of a scene happening a little bit down the road. You hear like some uh, some like some gasps and some hushes as as a, a, a cloaked figure is walking through 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 this little crowd, and uh, he's walking in your direction towards the well and you can you can see that his skin is is not it's not human skin it's kind of like this bluish grayish hue to it but he's got kind of like human features also he's he's got the screen the skin kind of a, a jutting lower jaw with some sharp teeth pointing out but his eyes and nose are, are very human like and uh the, this man walks up to the the well to fetch a pail of water to get to get a drink, and this this man, this character is is you, Mike. It's it's Grinock. Ah, yes. Here's the well that I've been searching for. I need to throw a coin in it. Wish for good luck. Your robes are, are quite kind of well traveled. They're dusty and dirty, and you're a bit parched. Yeah, forget the coin. I I, I actually need a I, I need a drink. Little one there. Would you mind passing me some water? <laughs> Uh, well, no. You seem to be doing a great job at giving it to your friend here. I, I don't mind. I don't know if this is the best way for you to get some well water. Might I say, those are some very nice robes you're wearing. Or cloaks? Cloaks or robes? How would you describe them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are you talking about my robes? <laughs> just, I don't know why I would not trust you, even though I've just asked I'm just, you for water. I'm, just, I'm trying to make polite conversation here. Excuse me, sir. What if I gave you some of the well water? I'm taller than him. Oh, that's that's heightest. I don't isn't that? I don't see what this has anything to do with anything. I'm perfectly capable yes. of handing over some well water. Yes, this little one can perfectly do it. We are what forming a united front against you now. Yes, <laughs> I apologize, you two. We we only joke, or I only joke. <laughs> Can't speak for for my other new acquaintance here. I think we're all. I think we could all get along. What are your names? My name is Ethuf the Incorporated. My name is Bob Vizzini. Well, Ethuf, please hand me some water. Sure. And the the is not really in my name. I just use that for uh, for some some flair. That, that's all right. My, my name is Ethuf Incorporated. Ethuf Incorporated. Please enjoy s- some of this well water. Join me and my and my new friend. All right. So. The, the town is just really puzzled by what's going on here. Now, now three people have shown up and are drinking from this well with like their bare hands. And finally, you know, someone from the crowd walks up. It, it, it's an it's a woman, and she's kind of tall. She's got pointed ears, and her skin's a, a like a, a darkish blue shade. She says, "Say, you 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 three uh, look like you're having a hard time. You know, is something something going on?" This is merely the beginning of our quest. We're, we're on a quest? We're, you, we are on a quest. I was not aware of this. I just what, came up, I was parched. And you started as, talking about my robes. As, and then this one insulted your height. I don't even as, know what any of all, this is. All of that has been forgiven. Oh. I, am, I am now moving on. But you don't want to hear about this. We all have arrived here for different reasons. And yeah. for me, I apparently was very drunk last night. And... Ah somehow ended up here and 
I know one thing I need to do is go to find Esther. Oh, with that, her face kind of perks up and says, you're looking for Esther? You know of Esther? Well, of course I know of Esther. I'm Esther. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my apologies. Tell you what, you three, you three should come back to, to my shop. Let, let's let, let's figure this out. This is this is a, a little weird, and t- to be honest, people don't really drink from this well. So, well, I'll get you some some fresh beverages. Come come back to to my shop. We'll we'll get this settled out. All right, we'll follow you. I met your uncle. Oh, oh, oh uncle, which uncle? I have a lot of them. Did, did you catch his name by chance? I didn't. And again, I, oh. I should have because that would have been that well, would have been smart of me, considering I'm a wise. Let me think gnome. about this. There's there's Uncle Bill, Uncle Jor, Uncle Mike, Uncle Spock, Uncle Groot, Uncle Steve, Uncle Cringer. Uh, hmm. Does any of those names sound familiar? They don't. But I wonder if my friends here could could uh, assist me. Were you mumbling something earlier about your Uncle Spock? Come to think, I, Uncle I, Spock I does come down this way pretty often, so it, it, hmm, it's possible. Well, Tell you, did he sound really old? And was he was he was he bringing hay? That that is that is what was happening. Yes. Yeah, that's totally an Uncle Spock move right there. All right. Well, I met your Uncle Spock earlier, and he told me to come and find you. And oh. look at this. Hmm. What are the chances that you would be at this well, looking, seeing me and two others drinking from this well? <laughs> Tell you what, strangers, let's let's head back to to Arcane Antiquities. That's that's the name of the shop that I run. Okay. And uh, let's get to know each other a little bit. Well, I'll I'll put on some some tea. Do you, do you guys like tea? Love tea. It's good. Do you have any uh, acacia leaves or hibiscus? I think I could drum up a little bit of that. So come on, let's head back. So the three of you follow Esther down down the road, and the the, the attention that was forming forming around the the well kind of it returns back to normal. People go about their business again, doing whatever. And she brings you to a a, a, a building. It's like part of a, a whole like row of buildings on the street. But the outside, it's like got this lovely green and gold painting. It's really like fi- fine architecture. There's there's a few little columns, a big, large display window showcasing all kinds of elaborate furniture and magical items and, you know, fancy looking weapons and stuff like that. And she says, uh, come on in. Don't be, don't be shy and opens up the door and leads you in. And inside the, the shop, it's, it, it is, it is cramped. You know, there are a few aisles to walk down, but they are filled to the brim with, with, you know, magical items. There's exotic taxidermied animals. Some that you're not even sure if they're they exist. They look like they might have glued some antlers to an owl bear and you know called it a day. But towards the back, there's a small counter with a display case and all kinds of goodies in there. You know, little gems and stuff like that. All kinds of shiny stuff. And she says, uh, "Hang here a minute. I'll go in the back and put and start the kettle." Those gems look quite valuable. I think they could be used for, to help my tribe. Do you gentlemen think you could help me with the tribe? I'm not try, saying we should steal them. I'm just saying we should see what we can do about getting those, you know. Who's your tribe? My tribe. We're the yeah. Bovine Joni tribe. The Bovine Joni tribe. Yes. What's, what is that? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this tribe. Oh, you know, a uh, sm- small tribe or a yeah. group of, of orcs. Uh, I myself am a half orc. Uh, mm. I'm on my mother's side, uh, which, as we all know, is the most important side. So you're not full orc. Just no, I'm half. not full orc. But I'm, I'm a- full gnome. 
Full uh, rock gnome. That's, that's, that's very nice. But uh, yeah, we're a very pride, pr- proud tribe. Uh, it's our lives. I, I'm, I'm, out, I'm, I'm out trying to, to, to get some, some, something to bring back to my tribe. I'm on a pilgrimage. What, what exactly Which, are you looking for? Uh, possibly um, a, a constant uh, accent to stick with, because mine seems to change often yeah. uh, in this. I uh, have the same problem <laughs> yeah. before, um, and I but, think I'm uh, just... Some sort of treasure or, a, mag- or a, a massive weapon to bring back, or, yeah. or some ancient uh, uh, heirloom or artifact that I can bring back to my tribe to, to make them proud. They don't seem to like me very much, which is why I, I may have been a little brash and, uh, and yelled at you gentlemen earlier. Uh, I don't trust well. People don't like me. You hear uh, from the back of the of the uh, shop. You hear ancient heirloom. Hold on a second. I got an idea. Ooh. Oh. Esther comes out holding a tray with with four cups of you know piping hot tea and sets it down on the counter. Says, "What, what was that you were saying about looking for an ancient heirloom?" As I was saying, um, you know, uh, I'm only halfway there, and I've just been living on a prayer, but. I've, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking for some ancient heirlooms or, or uh, a, ma- uh, a grand artifact or, or a, a massive weapon that I can bring back to impress my tribe. And she, she, she kind of nods her head. She goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, what you say you're, what are you willing to risk uh, to get this? Uh, I'd, I'd risk anything, really. Uh, I've, I've got no, not much to lose. Would you say, uh, you know, you do it dead or alive? I, I would, yes, dead or alive, yes. Yeah, I, oh. I, I'm a cowboy, some people say. I, I got my... Yeah, right. Steel horse? Yeah, steel horse I ride, yes. See? Gnomes know something. There you go. Uh-huh. Gnomes, believe it or not, are big Bon Jovi fans. I don't know who this is you speak of. Oh. I hope one, I hope may one, one day. I hope someday you can teach me more of the songs of your people. I, one day. One day I will. Uh, now, Esther turns her attention to the other two. She, she kind of points... Oh, what's your two story? Well, what's happening with you two? It's a, it's a funny thing, because I don't know how I ended up here in Eagleton. The last thing I could remember is I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and that's where I've been living. Nashville, li- Tennessee? And that's where I've been living. Never heard of that place. It's a, it's a foreign land. Even, yeah, it must, it must not even be on this continent. No, it's, it's definitely not yeah. on this continent, because this does not look anything like my home. And, uh, right, so, so you're just kind of here on your own? I'm here on my own, and I have I have no family, no family left. As, and it's surprising. So the, it's a surprising so thing. So no one would miss you if something happened to you, huh? Well, that's a that's a sad way to. <laughs> it's a very sad way to put it. What but, are you implying exactly? But <laughs> if, oh no 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 not no, nothing. I just know um you know so we get all kinds of travelers through the area and you know yeah it's very sad not having that connection with you. Well. What about, what about you, Mr. Silent Type? I'm just trying to take all of this in. This morning I woke up in this in this world that uh, none of this is familiar. This town isn't familiar. These two new friends I've made seem to be pretty kind. But the innkeeper tells me I've been here for the past two or so weeks, and I'm still I'm still trying to pick up the pieces. You know, I, I think I've seen your face around here. You know, you, you definitely do a lot of work at night, and I always see you carrying like books with you. Big books. Are you like a, a priest or something? Did you happen to catch what is on those books? Maybe the titles of them? That's smart. Nah, 
I'm not much of a reading type. Mm, I understand. I don't know why I'm going with this uh, little little weird accent here. <laughs> um, <laughs> never much, yeah. never right. much for the reading. None of our accents remain the same. No, no. I, I just went back to my normal voice because I just don't don't want to. Do so it. here, have I think the tea is cool think it's now. A result um, of that well water. Got some echinacea for you, like you asked for, or I said acacia. Whatever you want. Acacia and and. Acacia and, uh, and hibiscus. hibiscus, and with with a little wave of her her hand above a cup, she's like, "There you go, acacia and hibiscus." Ah, oh, sorcerer! How the hell did you do that? Well, everybody knows a little bit of magic. I, I, I'm just let me tell you my story. Look, I'm I opened up arcane antiquities uh, to gather and collect like rare and magical items to study. Because uh, I'm a scholar myself. I used to study at the the co- the co- the the College of um, the College of Learning. Oh, it's a good one. It's a yes. good school. <laughs> I've heard yeah, many good things about that. It's all the way out in a Klingon Garden. Oh, lots of lots of magical stuff. You know, secrets and lots of history to to study. But yeah, you know, they're part of a small little group that just is all about the study of artifacts and you know along the way we pick up a few little spells something to help you know with with day-to-day stuff but it's it's nothing nothing uh to speak about listen fair maiden how can we help you retrieve certain artifacts that can make me look good in my tribe you know well they don't like me that whole thing you know that's my backstory i'm sticking with it i gotta say i think that we looked into something really special here because we got somebody, we got you, uh, Mr. Half-Orc. You're looking for, you know, a magic heirloom. Yes. Ancient heirloom, something like that. That or treasure um, or a massive weapon. We got you, Mr. Priest, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Amnesia, who, you know, you're just trying to piece things together, but these, these guys seem to have, have uh, taken a liking to you. Why does everybody think so I'm I think a priest? The, <laughs> it might be because of the... The, the the religious symbols you got on your on your shoulder pads, did I did I mention that? Yeah, whenever you go out at night, you're like wearing like like a, a suit of armor kind of thing. You got you got some like some pauldrons and you know I, I can't I can't quite make out what the uh, religious symbol is, but I've definitely seen it before in one of my books. So you're telling me that I go out at night wearing wearing some kind of religious garb, doing God knows what or gods know what? Ah, bum bum. Clever one! You just cut right to the core of me. And uh, and, and you, uh, little stone gnome, uh, since 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 you know you don't have anyone to call home, you got these these three chaps here. So I, I think I, I got something that might might be of interest to the three of you. Yeah. You know, a way to find make some friends. Maybe you've uncovered some secrets of your past, and this might be an help you find what you're looking for. That would be something. Uh, you want to hear more? I would yes. love to hear more. This All right. is very exciting so, for me. Gnomes love adventures, believe ah, it or not. Excellent. Especially well, the rock I think gnomes. this is adventurous. Um, you know, out in uh, the Fell Tree Forest nearby, there's a an old mine that uh, you know I used to regularly go and do um, you know some searching for magical artifacts, and I, I felt I was getting close to something, but all these goblins starting, uh, yeah, goblins started showing up and just became too dangerous for me. So I haven't been able to go. Excuse me. Oh, that that tea. She makes me burp. <laughs> Does the same thing now, to me. I haven't been able to, to, you know, go much further. I was like right there, right on the cusp of getting into the. There was this this big stone door with these, this, this like engraving, and I was so close to figuring it out. But, you know, the next day I went back. That's when when the goblins started camping out there, and it's just too dangerous for me. What if you three went there? 
and and see if you could clear out the goblins and and see and make it safe for me to go back in there, huh? And because I, I think I, I I'm certain that there's something magical right behind that door. This seems like a quest. Well, I I definitely think that I could be very helpful in this situation. So you're saying we just go convince these goblins to move along. And you can go in, get whatever treasures, and give us part of that treasure, right? Well, wouldn't we? We might have to kill them. We might have to do that. That's okay. I'm crazy. I'm chaotic neutral. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm chaotic as well, but I think this would be for good. This would be for the good of all of us. I can see and that. And that's what matters. Look, I'll be honest with you. I don't care if you kill these goblins or if you, you make best friends with them and go, go make friendship bracelets with them. Ah. I just need them out of there, you know? You really cut it, to the just, chase. Really okay. cut to the yeah. chase, Esther. Oh, and, and, and I don't expect you to do this for free. Oh, good. You know, I'll I'll, I'll pay you for for your uh, your time. Um, what what currency yeah. are we talking here? We're talking gold and silver. Oh, how oh, much of each? Does oh, Sally. Uh, fifty gold coins each sound fair? I think so. I don't really understand the currency here, but I assume that's good. I want fifty-one. Well, uh, 51. well, if he gets 51, then I want 51. Because I am armed with a trident, and that can do some damage. Well, I want 51 because he's a little man, and I feel like I can carry things easier than he can. I'm okay with 50, as it seems you two just need a healer, and that's what I will do. Oh, now, well, now I feel guilty, so I'm going to bump my price down to 49. <laughs> I still feel pretty, feel pretty good at 51. All right. Well, I feel. Tell you what. If you give, I'll give you 150 coins, and you split it among the three of you, however you like. Really cut into the chase, Esther. I like it. Great, great. I love this. I love it when a plan comes together. So l- let me show you where where Feltree Forest is, and uh, she goes over to one of the shelves behind the the counters and uh, is sifting through some papers and finds like a an old scroll, and you know just unroll, blows the dust off of it, and rolls it onto onto the, uh, the 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 countertop, and she points to a, a little dot right at the edge of a forest. It says, that is Eagleton, that's where we are. And what you gotta do is you just gotta follow the northern road, follow the northern road through the, through the forest. And when you get to, the, this map says it's three standing stones. You make a right and you travel, it, it, it's a good, you know, maybe a day's worth of travel. Jeez. But it, it's, it's a path. But it's not like the main path, you know, you, you can, it's like a deer path. You'll be able to find your way. You just follow this path and that'll lead you to the cave. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have a map of the cave, but it's not too deep. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so, I guess that this is our best option if we want to get yeah. it. Do you happen to have any additional information about this cave? Uh, well, now you sound it's like a cave. That, it's dark. Yeah, I can't get this. So <laughs> you might want to have a... Some kind of light source. Well, don't worry, I have night vision. Oh, good. So maybe, maybe you, can, you can lead the way. Uh, I don't like that. In movies, the guy in the front always gets killed. Well, you're the one with the night vision, though. We need, we need you in the front. That is true. Healer's got to stay in the back. I can do that. Right? It's called dark vision. And I'll be in the middle. That way I'll be hidden between the two of you. That's a good idea. That is how it works. Yeah. See? There we go. I think it's a good plan. Okay. That's pretty much it. Is that is that enough for you to go off of? I think so. I think yeah, we've got to get a walk, find some three rocks, and then there's a cave. I mean, this is gonna take a day, so this is gonna be quite a quite a trek. Yeah. We're gonna have to, you know, factor in some some rest time. Do you happen to have any like fast travel things like in Skyrim? Uh, well, I don't know the Skyrim you talk about, but I do have some horses I could lend you. Oh. 
that would that would be very be helpful. Good. Although I'm gonna need a, a lot of help uh, getting up onto this horse. Yes. Do you have a car seat that we can buy? <laughs> you have a booster seat for for myself. You know. You know. I think I might have the thing. Hold, hang on a second. Do you have a pony? And she 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 goes back um <laughs> back it, it, down one of the aisles and you hear you hear clanking around and clunking. You know, that no, it's not here. Not Aha! And she comes back out with this this wooden carved will this work and she holds it up and it's it's uh it's a baby seat ah that should work it's a little baby seat for for a horse a little insulting but i'll take it <laughs> excellent oh, well i'll go out back and get 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 the horses set up for you uh, assuming you want to leave today I mean, it's still pretty early in the day if you you make good time you might be able to get there by sundown Yes, so we, we should get, definitely. So we will get there by sundown. Do you, um, Esther, is this the kind of trip where we will we'll be staying out overnight? Like, we'll be back by tomorrow? Uh, oh, yeah, this is... Uh, right? Yeah, definitely plan for tomorrow. Okay, so okay. we should pack sleeping bags. Have a s'mores. Yeah, I, I, Grinock and I think I, I think you could bring some bed rolls with you. How about some sausage rolls? You know, we might get hungry. Yeah, bring all the food you want, or you could try hunting. Hmm. Don't... It, we could. I could. I could use my my axe and see what I can kill with my uh, axe. You have an axe. I mean, uh, I'm we a gentleman. We should go over what equipment we have. You I have mean, an axe. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm. Are you kidding? We're going after some goblins. I'm bringing all my weaponry, baby. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And Bob, what do you have? I have a mace and a short bow. Excellent. That that seems good. I have magical powers, and I also have a quarterstaff with the letters B A M F written on the in, on the side of it. Ah, yes. Now, Grinock and Ethuf, I I need you to, if you two can do me a favor. I know we just met. All right. I know we just met, but I've now had two people in this town tell me that at night I do some I do some weird shit. Oh no. If we're gonna be out overnight. I need you two to keep an eye on me and tell me what you say. It's a good can, idea. What, can you do this for me? We should I mean, bring some rope to tie him down at night. I mean, what kind of weird shit are we talking about? No one's been able, so far, has been able to tell me what I've been doing. They just, they just tell me I get up, I go away from the inn, and then I leave. And then mm. I come, at, come back all battered and bruised the next morning. All right, we're going to have to tie him to a tree. Tie him to a tree, yes. I, I don't like it, but it's necessary. Okay. Uh, we'll have to get a rope. Yes. I don't like so, it, because, but we'll do it. Because I have a feeling... Things wouldn't go well for me because I'm a gnome. I think it's not—it's not a good predicament for a gnome to be in the woods late at night. No, not even a rock gnome. Not even a rock gnome. So we'll tie you to a tree. Don't worry. Great. That way, if you have any crazy night terrors or whatever you got going on in that head, we'll uh, we'll keep things at bay. Yeah. Please don't kill me. No, we're not. We're not. We're not in the business of killing killing you. We're looking out for the goblins. That's I've got a one track mind. And now, Eric, and that's where is, I'm headed. This is yeah. this is Michael talking. Um, <laughs> is Esther still in the room? No, she went out to get get the horses ready. Okay, she cool. left this conversation a half hour ago. She's like, "Fuck these Perfect. guys." Yeah. <laughs> All right, so she's not in the room. There's just one thing I want. I, I fuck this fucking accent. There's one thing that I want to. I just want to make sure that we we know she, this might backfire on us. She might be making us do the dirty work, and then 
screw us over. So just I want that to keep that in mind. There is always that possibility. Yes. However, I am all of us were pretty heavily armed. That's true. I think we can handle ourselves. Yes. And if she have, have you seen her a, arms? They're very skinny. And if she led us astray, we could just come back and kill her with all our weaponry. That's true. I'm just right? imagining. I mean, I'm, I'm, and it would be for good. Right. Because I'm a little chaotic, but I'm good. That's true. I've just played enough video games where I know at a certain point you might get to a place, clear it out, and then, oh, no, the person who asked you to clear it out is actually the bad guy. I'm just saying. You know. I, I, I understand. You know, we've all been there. You know, we've all been there. I'm, this I'm, guy knows. I'm this optimistic, knows. though. I do fear a plot twist. Yes, yes. but I'm optimistic because I, I, I trust her. She made us some very nice tea. Oh, that's true. And it I was, feel like that's when good. someone makes you a nice cup of tea, it's a good sign of trust. All right. Where are those horses? So, uh, Esther, Esther comes through the door and says, All right, fellas, your horses are ready. Excellent. I packed a, I packed a, little, a, a little lunch for you on the road. What'd you, what'd you get us? Well, I, I got a little, uh, you know, some, some salted pork. I got some apples and some bread and cheese. Uh, perfect. Thank you so much. Perfect for adventures, right? Do you yeah. happen to have any kosher options? Uh, forgot to mention I'm half Jewish as well. Mm. Uh, no, I'll just have the apples. It's okay. I'll take the pork. <laughs> And is there, there doesn't ha- there's no pony, just horses? Yeah. I am a gnome, after all. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, it's not pony season, no, you know. I, I understand. They're not ripe yet. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to have to keep a real close eye on me because this seems all very unsafe okay. for a gnome. So here it goes. I'll keep an eye on you, and you keep an eye on Vicini. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And Vicini, you keep an eye on me. Sounds great. Please keep a, keep a close eye. Okay. You have an eye triangle going on. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> Perfect. Shall we go? Never seen a gnome ride a horse. This will be interesting. <laughs> There's a first time for everything. Yeah, I think I'm good breaking some records here. And uh, you, you, you go and you, you climb on your horses and start heading north. Uh, Esther gave you, a ma- gave you the map that she, uh, she pulled out, so you, you know the way and... You, it's got little, uh, little indications of, you know, bridges and landmarks to make your way through. And you're off an adventure. Uh, so you're traveling through the woods. The, the rolling hills kind of meld into the woods. And then it gets, you know, kind of dark. The, the, the canopy of the trees covering path lets some little sprinkles of light in. But it's, it's a fairly pleasant ride. There's some cute little streams. You see some wildlife, you know, some deer, rabbits, that kind of stuff. Uh, a couple travelers, which you... You politely, uh, you know, give them a tip of the hat, and few of them are surprised to see a a gnome riding a, a full full sized horse. Yeah, but it's, it's a pretty peaceful walk, and you know, it takes most of the day. You, you you stop, take a little break, and have have your your lunch, and head back out. And this is when you you finally, let's say it's about like two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. You come across the the three standing stones. There they are. Those are the three <laughs> standing stones. I remember that li- that Esther telling us all about it. I, I have a uh, something's going on with my accent. This is what it is now. <laughs> we understand. It's been a very long day. I want you guys to roll a perception check. You are going to roll a twenty-sided dice and add. If you are proficient in perception, you're going to add that to your roll. Oh. oh. That is a natural 20, so that means you see kind of behind you two figures. They're maybe like 100, 200 feet behind you, 
but you, you, you had, you had this feeling that you're being followed. And when you turn around and you see these two, two figures, they quickly dive into the, into the, the underbrush and the trees and they, they disappear from your, your sight. Holy shit. Do you guys see that? I don't know. I got a number 15. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was never very perceptive. Yes. I just saw some... I'm, I'm going in. What, what did you see? I saw two people just... just They were out. and or t- I don't... Actually, I should, I should clarify. I don't think it was people. Uh-oh. They were figures. I couldn't make them out. Okay. But they, they dove and they, they hid. Should we call they out to away. them? No. No. Don't say a word. Okay. I'm bringing my axe. Okay. We're just going right into it? I'm just going to go. <laughs> and... Just gonna I'm gonna leave my, <laughs> I'm gonna leave my trident behind. Do you need help out of the booster seat? I'm gonna just, you know what? I'm just gonna leap off of this horse, All right. and I'm gonna land on my feet. All right. You don't want someone I'm, to follow you in case you get hurt. I want you to show I, you the way. I who do I want one of you guys to hold my trident, but I can't figure out who. Bob, I think it's gonna be you. I accept. Bob, I need you to, hold, but you can't, you can't shoot the trident. Not until I, not until I say anything. I don't want it to. It, this is just for backup, okay? Okay. All right, but I have my I have my axe, and I'm gonna go in. Do we know how far away these guys are? They're. I'm gonna say they're about 200 feet away. That seems quite far. That's yeah, and it's even farther for a gnome. Yeah, but it's like 500 feet for you. Right. Yeah. We <laughs> we we double it and then add some. That's how that works. <laughs> But I'm going to go. Let's I'm going to double the Celsius add on the 30 plus. Right. You got the Fahrenheit, but it's not hey. exactly right. You know what? Little gnome friend, I got your back. I need, so I need Bob to hold on to the trident, and I need, I need you there as an extra cover. As an Gr- extra cover? Like, what, I'm going to take, I'm going to take any. What's your any, name? Green. I'm Grinock. 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 I need you to stay by the tree. <laughs> the, by, by the tree? By this tree here. Oh, you right. see the tree? Uh, so I'll just stand here. Right? You see the okay. tree? Okay. And I need you to stay here. Yeah. As Because if these guys start making a run for it, you're going to be the guy that's going to block them. I got you. All right. I understand my, my purpose now. And you have you have your own weapons, yes? Oh, uh, yes. I have uh, the BAMF staff. Okay. And uh, I have magical powers. Wait. That's, that's right. You do have magical powers. Yes. We don't know what these guys, if they're armed. Right. Or if, or, or if they have powers, we don't know anything about them. Right. We don't know, we don't know what they are. Maybe they come in here to give us tasty treats. It's possible. But, you know, I'm going to still, I'm pretty wise. I'm a wise guy, but I'm pretty barbaric too. So I'm going after them with my axe. That's fair. So it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense why I would make this decision. You got to do what you got to do, you know. Right? So, all right. I'm going in, guys. So Enuth slowly and cautiously walks down, back down the road. No, nothing seems out of place. It, it sounds like a regular forest. <laughs> uh, Mike, what are you doing at the chat? Am I doing something? Yeah, you're casting spells. Oh, whoops! I was just—I just didn't know. <laughs> I just wanted to see what those. Wait, I told you to wait. Sorry, I didn't. I just wanted to see what those. I told what you those to buttons wait did. by the tree. The plan is um, ruined. Sorry, blowing oh, up my uh, yeah, spot. You, you, you don't see any evidence that you know there's anybody there. What? I I this doesn't make sense. I could have sworn I saw something. Wait, I think I have something that I could do here. Like I think I can check to see if there's anything sort of magic thing going on. But I don't know if I actually have those powers. 
did you <laughs> did you erase these guys with your spells? Is that even possible? Nope, don't have any of that. Nope, I uh, I just have things that kill people. Uh, yeah, so. So I have, with I have the amount of time vision, that it took for you to maybe that uh, could figure help. out what you're doing with your trident, whatever uh, was following you is it, it's not there anymore. It's it's gone. Guys, I appreciate you backing me up here. I think I think we scared them away. I We're, think we did good. Yeah. I think this is good. We're it's good to be on the offensive. Yeah, you I know? mean, I would call this a win too. I think so. I think so. All right, like they say, you got to get back on the horse. Get back on the horse. I need help getting back up on this horse. We Somebody help. please help me. <laughs> we help sure. Ethub get Ethub get back up on the horse. <laughs> yeah, back on the horse. You're a little um, more cautious now of you know the surroundings, but you you, you take the path to the right, uh, past the, the three sand stones, and you head through the woods. And you know the, the sky above you is starting to change from a nice you know blue to a, a warm sunset orange as the days come in down and the train's getting a little more hilly uh there's still plenty of trees but you're definitely like coming to like some the foot of some mountains and off off in the distance you see on like like this uh this rock face you see two torches two like standing like you know like uh like a sconces you would call them uh, you see some some activity some some signs of activity there's you know some looks like some smoke from a campfire some stuff like that going on you could hear some noise. You can't quite tell what it is, but hey, you've actually found the mouth of the cave. Ooh. We found it. It's the mouth of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Esther saying this. I knew we could trust her. So you're at the mouth of the cave, and you see coming out of the cave are two little red goblins. Oh, shit. <laughs> they haven't noticed you. They're, they're kind of just, you know, they look like they're patrolling, kind of wandering around. But you can see that... They've definitely set up camp. The, the campfire is, is theirs. There's like a slab of meat that's kind of smoldering or uh, roasting on there, like a deer or something. There's, there's a pile of bones from what look like uh, past meals, some crude like leather tanning station type things, tanning racks. But uh, these two guys are definitely at home in their uh, cave mouth. Hmm. Here's an idea. I speak goblin. Maybe... And I'm kind of, you know, grayish blue. I don't know. What color are the goblins? They're red. They're red. And you, you know, grayish blue and red, that makes purple. And You speak goblin? I speak goblin. Seriously? Yeah, that's one of my Th- languages. That's, that's, that's good. You should that's, go have a nice little purple that's a, conversation. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. We should have a purple conversation and see, maybe I can convince these gentlemen to leave. Somehow I don't think that's going to work. It probably I'm won't. Gonna, but... I, you know what? I'll back you up because I've right. got my axe and I'm going to give my trident over here to Bob. I don't know why I keep giving Bob the yeah, trident. you keep giving Bob your trident. But I trust Bob. I got to right. trust. I don't know. Wait, He's a Bob, trust, what, what weapons do guy. you have on your own? I'm going to take the trident from you so we can get through this quickly because we took too long <laughs> the last time. Oh, with the whole the whole conversation. Okay. We were passing the trident back and forth. No, no, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so hang on to it. Hang okay. on to it. I got my axe. So, we're good. Do you guys think that's okay? I'll go up and see. Just say hi. You know, see how that happens. Give it a try, but that's why we're here for backup. Yes. Okay, good. So if that's cool, I'm going... Uh, if that's cool. Yeah, this is the Michael part. If that's cool, <laughs> I'm going to go up and say hey and goblin. All right, so how do you, how do, you do that? Hey uh, goblin. Walk up and be like... Hey, you guys. Just like, 
How you doing? You just like pop out of a tree and be like, hey, what's going on, oh, no, guys? No, no, I, uh, I, I saunter up to them. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, do you ever see um, Saturday Night Fever? I kind of, you know, strut my way over as if I've just right, been to it. I just heard uh, some good music. I just uh, grabbed some pizza and uh, I'm just going to go up and be like, hey, guys, how's it hanging? So these, these goblins, um, they see you approach and they pull out their tiny little, uh, one of them has a dagger and one of them has a club and they kind of give a little like, like a growl, a warning growl. Hey, friends. And these, ah, we're getting off on the wrong foot. I also have a weapon. We can compare ours, maybe. Um, I just wanted to say hey and, uh, you know, uh, I got so, some friends here. We were hoping we could check out your cave. The goblin uh, standing on the left says, Ah, no, go away, or we eat you. Look, I mean, I, I understand. I, I'm a very handsome man, uh, I, uh, but I'm not very tasty. Uh, I, I don't says, think no. you enjoy that. Treasure and cave ours. Oh, uh, you leave. Y- you, you seem to completely misunderstand me. I, we're not here for the treasure. <laughs> no. No, no, we just, we are caved, uh, you know, jumpers, and we like to explore caves, and... The goblin on the right, in a deeper voice, goes, You heard him! No cave! Our treasure! Hmm. All right, this isn't working. Fellas? Well, I think we can make this work, guys. Team meeting. Team meeting. Excuse, excuse me, gentlemen. I, I will be going. I apologize. I, I did not mean to uh, bother you. I will... I will leave this area and then I, That's and right, then I run and then I walk back to to my my crew I think I think it's time for me to go talk to these guys okay do you speak goblin I don't so this is going to be very difficult what if and and maybe maybe this is a deception thing maybe you go up and pretend that you're injured and you're like oh I need your help oh and then, get help yes get help <laughs> like from like from right. a Thor. From Thor. And then when they're down, like trying to help you out, you, you stab them. Maybe. Mm. Just an idea. Well, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should take back the trident. Here's an idea. What's the idea? Since I speak goblin, do we have any like robes or wraps? We can wrap you up and I can pretend you're my very ugly baby. And we need to get you inside because you're you're very cold. That's true. I don't. How? I feel like they've seen me though. I don't know if they're they? gonna, I don't know if this is gonna fly. They might not have seen you. Uh, I mean, they're goblins. They're not that smart. Right. So, we'll, so they may not. If they have seen you, they okay. may not remember that it was you. All right. Uh, you can borrow the robe that I'm wearing. I think you should keep those on. <laughs> if we're gonna do this, oh, if we're gonna burn, do this plan, burn. I think I, I like your plan. Okay. I like your plan. So, Pretend you're a baby. Yes, then, but I'm going to hang on to my axe. That's fine. And then I'm going to chop these fuckers. I shouldn't curse. Gnomes don't curse that much. No, no. I'm going to chop these gob, gobbies. Gobbies. The question half. is then, how is your perception? I'm sorry, deception. I cannot words. My deception is one. How is your Oof. one direction? <laughs> my one direction is Two. a 12. Mm. All right. <laughs> Glad we got that cut. So, yeah. It would appear that you are the one deceiving them then, so you would have to roll for this. All right, well, we'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, get chopping. If that is my understanding on how this works. All right, let's let's, let's do it. Wait, what are you going to do? 
Bob. Bob holds I, the trident. I, Bob holds the trident. I have to hold the trident. I cannot speak goblin. But no, it's it's the backup in case this all fails. Right, Bob a, comes in at, at and you come in and save us. Bob has the most important job right now. All right, sounds good. Yeah. All, right. all right, let's go. Is on. it time for Operation Double Drop? Operation Dwayne hold the, the Rock Gnome. <laughs> yes, Dwayne the Rock Gnome. All right, hey guys, uh, you know how I said. I was going to leave. Well, turns out I forgot my baby's sick. Can we bring him inside? Wah, wah, I'm a baby. The goblins get really excited. They say this, and only uh, Grinnock can understand if they say, Oh, baby, I have not had baby in years. Hmm. And they pull, they pull out their knives and his club again, and now they now they, they come running towards you, and I want you to roll for initiative. You're okay. in battle now. Hey, can, while I do this, can I tell... I can't never. I can't remember your name. Ethuf. Ethuf. Can I tell him we fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> so I rolled. I got a ten. Hey, Ethuf, we're fucked. I don't think so. I think we could still get out of this. You're all standing together and you, you approached again. So how about y'all roll roll your your twenties? Yeah. Uh, I got yeah, a ten. Right. Dan got a seventeen. Uh, Ethan got a three. We might die on our first mission. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this uh, this might be bad <laughs> all right so dan is starting at the top of the order you're in battle oh boy okay i will cast sacred cast sacred flame on both not just one but both of the goblins you're going to roll a d20 and add your spell attack bonus 13 plus four that is 17 okay so one of them doesn't take damage and one of them takes 1d8 who so. rolls the die do i you do okay yeah four damage we're going to say the, the one on the right takes uh, four damage. And he is quite shocked from the, the, the surprise of the, the flames and kind of stumbles to the ground a little bit. That's the power of Bob. That's the power of love. Yeah, I was thinking that too. All right, so next in the order is the other goblin. And he is going to run to Grinnock and try to attack with his little knife. Oh, no. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a d20. And add whatever um, thing my book says to add. And if it is greater than your armor class, which is your AC, then it, it hits. But if it's less than that number, then it does not hit. And you avoid damage. All right, so this little guy got 22. Yep. Bad. <laughs> Tire. I'm, I'm a 12. That's not good. No. And does 7 damage. Well, that's not uh -oh. good. And then what happens to, to me? So what do I, do I reduce that to two? I have two hit points left? Yeah. Well, it was fun playing with you guys. Um, what? You can't leave. I'm a baby. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> So when this, uh, this, month, this uh, goblin hits Grinook, he, he drops uh, Ethuf on, on the ground no. uh, after he recoils from the hit. And uh, Ethuf, it's your turn. Oh, no, no, uh, Mike, it's your turn. Oh, okay. Jumping ahead. Um, so I will do chill touch. Uh, you create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Make a range spell attack against the creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 necrotic damage, and it can, uh, can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Until then... The hand clings to the target. Well, all right. Uh, go ahead, roll a d20 and add your uh, your spell attack bonus. 
So I got a 17, but my spell casting modifier is intelligence, which is a, where is it? Plus four. You definitely hit. You definitely hit. Woohoo! Oh, and now what do I do? 1d8? Yeah. Motherfucker! <laughs> what, what happened? It's a one. Oh, wow. Oh, it does one damage. Ah, so, that was so anticlimactic. So, did we just? Did you just get defeated by the goblin? No, I just no. only damaged him one. Oh right, okay. Uh, okay. That I did want to. Do, that was to the one who just hit, who attacked me. Right, right, okay. Just want to make that clear. The next one that's attacking is the other goblin, the one that got hit with the uh, sacred flame, and he is not in good shape. No. Uh, well, that's good. He stumbles up and tries rushing at Inuf because Inuf is, uh, has fallen on the ground now I'm and, bad and is getting up from that. And he's going to try attacking you. So I'm going to roll d20, add bonus, and if it's greater than your AC, it's going to hit. I got a 19. Uh, that is a hit. Yes. Yeah, that's not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It does three damage. Mm. Oh. All right. You're in okay shape still. So yeah. I just, you know, so what do you, got what the wind knocked out of me a little bit completely. And it's actually your turn, Ethoof. Okay, so now I do uh going to get revenge, right? You're not just going to let him, you're not just going to take that. Yeah, man. What uh, are you going to do? Sweet. I rolled a I'm D, bleeding really D, heavily D, right now. D20? Well, you yes, you're, well, what are you doing? Yeah, what's your action? I took the trident out of Bob's hands. Hey. A six, a 16 hits. Uh, so you can roll damage for that, which I believe is a 1d8. Oh. Okay. So. Five. So five, so yeah. With a mighty stab, you you stab your trident <laughs> into the gut of this attacking goblin. Yeah, and the stabber. his body goes limp. Yep. And dies. That's yeah. right. That's, his body dies, but his spirit will live on. <laughs> That's just one <laughs> goblin. <laughs> yep. So that only leaves uh, that leaves one more goblin left. He's got this is the one that uh, um, attacked Mike. Yeah. And we're back at the top of the order with Dan. Okay. With Bob. Hey, da- Bob hey, hey Dan, you should probably like try to kill this guy. I'm bleeding pretty bad, man. I don't know, man. I feel like I should heal you first. Oh, maybe you should do that. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that is that is what a cleric does. So I uh, I remember I think it was called Healing Word. It's a spell that I have. Uh huh. Healing word. I would like to use that on Mike as long as it has the effect that I think it does. Uh, healing word is definitely a spell. It's not a cantrip. It, it is so a spell. if you use this, yep. it, it expels one of your spell slots. Healing word. Creature of your choice that you can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus your spell casting ability modifier. Spell has no effect on undead or constructs. All right, so what you're going to do is you're going to roll a 1d4 and add your wisdom. Ooh, wisdom. Uh, modifier, which is plus two. 1d4 plus two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> One plus two <laughs> is three. Mike Better gets nothing. all of three. All right, I'm at five. Thanks. All right. And now it is... Uh, it's the goblin it again, is, right? It's the goblin's turn, right? Yeah. It is the one that previously attacked Mike. Yeah, and just to clarify, if I get knocked out, it's like Pokemon, right? I could just get taken to the Poke Center. And just not really. You get like three chances um, to come back. Yikes. Pretty much. Um, All right. Well, I hope that goblin fails. All right. So he is going to try to attack Mike. 
He got an eight. Yeah, motherfucker, you missed. All right, so he 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 swings his his club, but Grinook uh, just leans to the side in the nick of time, and the club just completely mi- misses. Yeah. And now it is Mike's turn. Oh, he's he is Gr- Grinook's <laughs> turn. Well, I'm gonna take out the Bamf, and I'm gonna give him a two-handed smack. That's worse than a one-handed smack. Clicked it. Says 17. All right, that hits. All right, and then that is says 1d8 plus 2 bludgeoning. Yep. Roll a d8 and add 2. I got a 5 plus 2, so 7. All right. You wind back with both hands holding onto this this staff, and as you swing, you hit him right in his head, and with a satisfying crack, his head totally like turns like 180, and his body collapses on the ground. All right. (laughs) And you survived your first battle. Hey! Hey, Good job, guys. We did it. Group hug. Group hug, indeed. Fuck yeah, Trident. You can, if you like, you you can immediately go explore into the cave or you can take a short rest and regain some health personally i think we should take a short short rest i think uh, i'm gonna lie down a little bit you yeah. know it's been a, it's i'm a gnome it's a long day for me yeah i think us and our characters could use a rest yeah this is this is interesting this is my first time playing the game i think this is and then we said we said this earlier but there's like dungeons and dragons i've seen in like different in different uh, TV shows and, mm-hmm. and movies, like mm. so, it's it's always been something. It's been around for so long. Yeah, and the the one that stands out for me is that episode of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, towards the end, where where uh, Daniel plays uh, with all the all the geeks. Yes, that's like one of my favorite episodes of the show, and one of my favorite parts of the show. It's such like a nice thing that he like like he's having such a good time with them. And, oh, totally, and everything. Um, it's just, it's just, it's really nice. And it's just like, I like anything that's like really, that's like imaginative that totally. just brings it. It's not just, not just a board game. It's, it has, it has like the elements of imagination. I like like making up little things. Yeah. It just makes it fun and exciting. Totally. It's great. It's, it's a shared story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. And it's right. really nice. So you take your short rest and you can all roll 1d8 and add your constitution modifier and that's how much health you restore. So you're, you're now rested up and you're going to go explore the cave. And as you go down the, down the cave, it, it's typical cave stuff. It's kind of like, you know, fairly roomy. There's enough room for you to walk in like a row, row of, uh, you know, side by side, you know, two people going down the hallway at once. And there's some like timber supports. It definitely used to be an old mine. You could see uh, evidence of like pickaxes and all that kind of stuff. And as you're walking you notice a faint glow of orange around the corner. And uh, I want you to make a perception check. So I have a seven. A seven? Eight. Eight, do you have any, any uh, modifier to that? I got nothing. Right, because what right. we're looking for, uh, wisdom? Yeah. Yeah, no, don't got it. Which is surprising, because I thought I was quite <laughs> intelligent. Who? Yeah, yeah, we're... Oof. All right. Oof is right. Well, what you don't notice is that you just walked through a hanging string of bones that rattle and make all kinds of noise as all three of you can just like pass through it. And when you come into the next room, there are two goblins there. And uh, roll for initiative, or we're going to keep your initiative that you already had. Um, and I'm just going to get get out of these guys. The goblin closest to, to you uh, around the corner comes running up to 
Ethuf, and with his, his rusty scimitar swings, and he got an eight, which I think is less than your armor class. Uh, yep, yes it is, in fact. Yeah, so he he totally misses. He, he, he it, It's air. He just swings right above your head, and his, his uh, scimitar clangs against the, the rock wall. And uh, Dan, it's your All turn. All right. Um, does the... You said that spells used take up a spell slot. Is that reset at the end of a battle or not? Uh, no, you'd have to take a long rest, which is like eight hours of rest. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go for the mace here. Use my mace, and you said there were only two goblins there. Yeah, there's only two goblins. I'm gonna go for the one that just tried to attack uh, Ethuf. <laughs> all right. Um, so go ahead, roll a d20. D20. Hit. One d6. So your mace, the mace, you swing it and it hits him, uh, this goblin, right in his his rib cage, and he he buckles over in pain, um, and drops down to one knee. I meant to do that. He is, he is <laughs> badly hurt, and now it is Mike's turn. All right, so he's hurt. All right, so so I'm sorry. There's so there's two of them. One of them is near us. Are there only one of them near us or two of them near us? One of them ran up to you uh, to attack, and that's the one that got uh, a mace to the side. The other one is standing back near a little campfire. Gotcha. He's like 20 feet away. So I'm going to try to take out the guy that's closest to us, and I'm going right. to do firebolt. 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 You hurl a moat of fire at a character or object within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d fire damage. A flammable object hit by this spell ignites if it isn't being worn or carried. All right, so I want you to roll a d20 and add your spellcasting modifier, which for you is intelligence. 10 plus 4, 14. That does not hit. No! So your firebolt misses and just splashes against the side of the, the cave wall, and it, it, it's a brilliant display of fire, but it misses. Sorry, guys. Looks really pretty. And now, oh, now it's Ethan's turn. All right. D20, right? A 13. And Lucky you have to number. add uh, your modifier? Because you're attacking with something, I imagine, right? Yeah, so that would be... Trident? Yeah. Add a plus funny. five to that, well, and yeah. that is a hit. Yeah, it is. And I, I imagine you're attacking the guy who's closest to you. Yeah, well, I mean, given that I'm a gnome, yeah. <laughs> there's really not much. This is my best option. So go ahead and roll that damage. One-handed. We'll go one-handed. Uh, yeah, uh, 1d6. Yeah. And five. Plus three. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's eight. He is, th this one, like the other one, you, you stab. Because this guy's kind of buckled over, he, he's hanging a little bit lower. And as you you stab with your trident, it goes right through his neck. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and this 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 goblin, two dies. Yes. Yeah. So that you just leaves that trident for a reason. the other goblin <laughs> killed goblins by the by the campfire. He is he sees this and he pulls out a short bow, uh -oh. and he is going to try and hit uh, Ethuf. No. Oh. Does he get a, a does is there a disadvantage because of his small size? No. Well, smaller target. No. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't. But he, you, you can't use that excuse everywhere. Sorry. Yeah. He, he rolled a twenty-two. Yikes! Oh boy, that's not good for me. Five damage, and it's Dan's turn. All right. I will raise his short bow. That is not how you say that sentence. I see his <laughs> short. I see. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God, I'm good at words. Um, I see his short bow and I will raise him a short bow. Um, I have a short bow of my own. All right. Um, I will click on that, and I got six. And, and that it's a is not enough. That you pull back on, your Bob. your. Ar- Please your... tell me how I fail, failed, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you draw your arrow, and as you're you're aiming, you have a sudden spasm in, in your left arm that's holding the bow, and you aim up, and your arrow just hits the ceiling meters above his head. It also looked beautiful, though, by the way. Useless. <laughs> we're, we're very good at having really pretty fights. Yes. Mm. So it's Mike's turn next. All right. And I will use Magic Missile. Magic Missile. And that is a spell. All right. Can I just click the thing? Or do you want me to yeah, describe it? Yeah, I think it? you can click it. Do you want me to describe it at all? I, f- I found it in my book, so you can okay, click sweet. that. So I'm going to click The description it. actually just says, just click it. It hits. Oh. You create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. A dart deals 1d4 plus 1 force damage. Mm. Mm. Two. Oh. So you did... Uh Each one is going to do four damage. So multiply that by three and you get 12 damage. And your magical darts just barrage this poor helpless goblin. And he gets knocked over, clear off his feet. And he doesn't get back up. Yeah! We did it! That is get, a room cleared of camping goblins. Get Woo-hoo. lost, goblins. Yeah, this is our campsite now. This is gnome country. <laughs> All right. The rest of this uh, this room is, is uh, fairly larger than the rest. It's kind of like a little bit of a chamber. And you notice that the path, as it keeps going, it looks freshly dug. It's not as clean as the mine area. The area that's being mined by the miners. I'm a, I'm a wordsmith. That is what they do. And uh, as you follow this this, this narrower tunnel, uh, you find an offshoot, and there's this this stone door. It's got language carved into it in like concentric circles, like three layers of, of text, and they got like this faint bluish glow to it that's kind of pulsating. Can I use insight to read that? I think an arcana check would be more appropriate because it's it's definitely a magic item. Fair. Okay, never mind then. I can do that though. I have six Good. arcane. Wait, arcane. so if if we try these, um, do do we need to have the check marks next to them? No, that just uh, the check marks mean it it applies your proficiency bonus. Oh, okay. You could try anything. Um, I would like to try arcana All to right. read this. I got a ten. All right, you can definitely tell it's magic. Hmm. That's about it. Can I give it a shot? I also yeah. have arcane. Twenty-two. Oh, All right. Hello. Yeah, so you, you definitely, you, you understand this magic a little bit more. This is actually magic. It's just magic writing. It's not a spell itself, but it's, it's giving you a warning. The, the text, it, it, it's like a magic warning that says, uh, do not disturb what lies inside unless you're willing to face the consequence. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that it, in its original language, it, it rhymed. Like yes. yes. <laughs> Translating it to common, uh, some, some, some nuance gets lost. Yes, as, yeah. as usual. And you notice that it, this is like a, a door, and it's slightly ajar. It's not completely shut. And inside, you see what looks like daylight. I got a good feeling about this. Should we check it out? Intrigued by the daylight, you open the door, and what you see inside is absolutely beautiful. You see the room is a giant 
circle, a giant dome. And you can see that there is a giant hole in the ceiling that is from the outside. The, the roof is about 100 feet above and uh, outside light pours in through a large hole in the ceiling. Uh, roots from trees from outside are hanging down to the room. Across the, the room on the other side is a large ledge that sits about 60 feet up off the ground. Uh, crystal clear water is like gently trickling out of some cracks in the wall and it feeds into what, what kind of forms like a moat that makes like a little island in the center with a, a natural stone bridge that, that kind of uh, links the entryway to the island. And that daylight just like perfectly lights up that, that island. And on that island, you see a larger goblin. And this one's wearing skulls that are adorned with feathers. And um, it's got like a, a human rib cage as a vest. And you see him, he's struggling with something. And you see that it's, it's a wooden chest. He is banging, trying to break into this chest. He's got, you know, He'll pick up little pickaxes and try to try to break into it. The goblin looks up from his his struggle with the chest, and he sees these three strangers standing in the doorway. He gives a little bit of a chuckle, and he climbs down off of the chest. And with a, a very broken, common accent, he says, You are in for world hurt, and draws a scimitar. And that's where things will end for now. Dun, dun, dun. On the next Dungeons and Ducklings. We will tune in next time to complete this mission. And thanks for sticking in. Yeah. Whoever's still listening. (laughs) Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Dan. And, of of course, thank you all for listening. Peace.